if I if you got to spend eight hours a day working, like, and I've been in that s- cold, sterile environment, yeah, where it just drains the life s- out of s- you. Sick. Like <clears throat> I, I want to spend my time at quote unquote work in a very creative, challenging. Positive gets thrown around too much, but this is one of the most positive places inside of the county. Idea generating. Yeah. I, um, I want people. Freedom to grow. Freedom to grow. I want people to think. I want people to act. I want people to do. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Portsmouth Strong podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to introduce our guest, our first guest, I guess, of the Portsmouth Strong podcast, Keith Bowling of Masterworks Jewelry right here in Portsmouth, Ohio. How are you doing today, Keith? Hello. I'm doing great. (laughs) Thanks for letting me uh, be here. Uh, Listen to the other podcast, uh, semi-religiously and enjoyed it and I'm glad you're back on good we're glad to have you here and also just just in case you're wondering Dale's here thank you (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we brought Tim Glockner line yeah the famous (laughs) you you. are a fan I am yeah that's why you're here I recorded him and uh, (laughs) and memorized him we only let the most sincere (laughs) fans sit at the round table so if you're listening and you want to be part of the Portsmouth Strong I almost said Glock and Doc right there (laughs) podcast you could be next it's an honor to be here thank you it's pretty exciting all right so what we've got going on today um Keith actually we call him Fitch here so if you hear us call him Fitch that we're talking specifically to Keith um Wanted to be on the podcast today to ask a, us a few questions about business and um, personal life and how those kind of integrate together. So we'll go ahead and kick this off with Keith leading the leading the ship today. How did you get the name Fitzroning? Oh my gosh, this, or Dale? <laughs> I, I was afraid this was going to come up uh, at the old warehouse. Uh, I walked in and I had some scruff going, and uh, uh, you know I'm I'm overweight. And, uh, First of all, time out. I just got Fitch Roning. Listen. Uh, so, so I walk in looking looking like my bad self, and uh, I had a Boston Strong uh, bandana on or a uh, uh, headband on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you said, "Wait, stop right there!" And I'd only been going to the gym like maybe a month or so. And you ran out to your truck and got the big block uh, Oakleys yep. and, and came back in and put them on my head. And you you just immediately blurted out, Fitch Roning. <laughs> and I didn't even know who Rich Froning was. The I mean, fake I, Rich Froning. I am, I am the 
Fitch Frony. The anti. <laughs> Maybe not anti, but. Uh, then we did anyway, a side by side. People's the people's yep, champ. A side by side of you and yeah. the real Rich Frony. You, I have to say, this is not flattery. You do come up with some of the best uh, nicknames that I've heard. I'm I mean, going to beg to differ on that, and we are not going to name mine on Crow? the podcast. <laughs> Which one? Say, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Say, say these nicknames have evolved based upon... Yeah. The thing is, you just <laughs> you have to observe, and then when they come to you... yeah. You should just keep them you to yourself, they, really. They, they come on out. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't need any more airtime, but yeah. um, I like the story of Hammer's nickname because yes. it took you a while. You you were you were actually looking for a nickname for him, and uh, when when you saw him swinging the sledge, it was <laughs> it was automatic. That was, yeah, that was, yeah. So you yeah. have you have the nickname gift. Hammer, Fitch Froning, yeah, Crow. <laughs> Stinky potato. <laughs> now, they're, now they're coming out. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yes. You'll have to speak. Subscribe to the paid version to figure out so, <laughs> crow and stinky potato. You have to sponsor two hundred dollars. Yeah, to and get... we'll tell you what my nicknames mean. Yeah. So how long, Sadie? How long does it take you to actually go through, like, not including the recording time, to edit and you know basically produce this? Well, it just depends on how many F words Dale decides to use that day. <laughs> how many billable hours are? Uh... No, that's no, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I um, when we first started, I Dale's like, let's do a podcast. I'm like, oh, that that's great. I've heard the Jocko podcast, you know, and it ought um, to be pretty easy, right? Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, that's that's perfect. But I don't know anything about doing a podcast, and it was like perfect. We're recording tomorrow. <laughs> And we had the microphones. Yeah, all we had were microphones, and then we're like, when can we start recording? I'm thinking, well, let's give me a month, and I'll figure out what's the best, like, we'll use GarageBand, what the best, like, process recording. is. To, yeah, yeah, the mechanism, and it was like, nope, we're recording tomorrow, be ready. So, I would say in the beginning, it took me a little while, just because I didn't know what I was doing, and yeah. now, I pretty much know that Especially when we had Tim on the show, Dale's going to be louder, so I have to quiet him down and. That's not fair. And lift him up a little bit. Tim, like I'm not voice. louder. It's just Tim is quiet as a church house mouse. Yeah, that's true. But and then Thank actually, you. it ended up being the reverse <laughs> because we had a little bit of uh, mic problems in the beginning, and luckily we got those ironed out. But it took editing and things like that yeah. and learning. It was just, it's just I remember a, a curve. couple of those first episodes where yeah, there was off. a difference in the... In and, the but it was great because Dale was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, I always could hear what he was saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, he, it yeah. still got across. But, no, it takes probably about anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half now. Yeah. How, depending on how technical I want to get, you know, um... When we first started, I was trying to, like, get every glitch out of it. Every time someone taps the table, you don't want to yeah. have that in there. But it kind of takes away from Unless you're in a soundproof room. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and it kind of takes away from the authenticity, you right. know, and the... We're pretty transparent, so yeah. I mean, legit, we're sitting on the corner of Third and yeah. Court and <laughs> a watching cars table. drive by. Yeah, yeah. So. so it's great. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to spring this one on you. Oh, great. <laughs> We are going to steal Nelson's little portable uh, audio recorder. Oh, yeah. amazing. And then we're going to grab as many podcasts while we're in Arnold as possible. 
Oh, that's going to be awesome. So we'll try to get Wes. We'll try to get Eric. We'll try to get as many different folks from Team SAR as we possible. Get, yeah. So, and like, while we're there. That'll be great for Nelson and Hammer, too. Um, so after the Arnold... You'll be you'll no. Be. We're not screw those guys. Oh, we're, just yeah. using, we're just using their recording. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll you'll have those up after the Arnold, so you can hear. Right, so that way we can guys. record at least. We'll have ten, fifteen in yeah. the bag. That'll be go. great. With all the different athletes yeah. and, and just having those guys on the podcast. We've been talking about that for a long time, and one of the ones we were lucky enough to get. Um, just because we, he happened to be at the CrossFit Games, stayed at our house was Dave. Kalina, mm-hmm. so oh, that, that was one. really fun. Yeah. Um, note to self: Don't drink and podcast. It was pretty just, good, but sometimes magic can be made. There was there was a lot of laughing. You have to yeah. find a quiet area in the bar. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the hotel bar. Yeah, do, but where there's a will, there's a way, Fitchy. Hotel bars are generally quiet. <laughs> generally, <laughs> that's where I do my reading. <laughs> so, but uh, you you yeah, know you mentioned her doing the podcast. Yeah. Not knowing anything, no previous history, no anything, what has led from that? Well, I've been lucky enough to produce a podcast um, one time, the Unarmed Forces podcast, which is um, a guy by the name of Griff. He started a company called Combat Flip Flops, and um, he asked me to produce one of his and moving forward, we still haven't had that project uh, take a it's take nice. a leap yet. Yeah. But um, when it does, he's asked me to do that, and that's really exciting. That podcast, I took a lot of time getting all the glitches mm, out. You care about that one? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just it was just important to me to do a right. good job for Griff, and right. he's done a lot for Team Sar, and him and Dale have become good buddies, and just a really cool company, Combat Flip Flops. The key, the key takeaway there is if we had never started this to begin with, she would have never gained the the necessary expertise to be able right. to do that. And if a lot of people just they want to do things, but they'll find every reason to not do it. That's exactly right. And sometimes and sometimes you just got to do it because you know one eyed person in a room full of blind people looks like a prophet. <laughs> just because. <laughs> You know what I mean? You wisdom, may not, wisdom from Dale. You may not be the best person, but you have more experience than I do, which makes you ahead of the, you know, yeah. ahead of the curve. Yeah. And I just, I really genuinely like teaching myself new things, you know, and technology, and I get along most days, so that makes it easier for me, too, but, um, and just I like to help people. How, how old are you? 26. That's- that's how old Candy, my oldest daughter, is. Yeah. And anything technology-wise, just about, I just sort of... Yeah, you know, hand it off. Photoshop yeah. and, and producer and, and these different things. Yeah. So so tell us about Fitch Roning, a.k.a. Keith. Uh, Fitch is a Portsmouth native, uh, born and raised. Um, went to Portsmouth High. Um, uh, was, was in band, and I swear... Uh, one day in band camp, <coughs> this little red Mustang uh, pulled up, and uh, that caught my attention. And then the blonde that got out of the car really got my attention. And uh, we dated all through high school, got married. Her parents happened to own a jewelry store, and that's sort of like the way it happened. Uh, I started working for her parents, 
and he taught me sort of a, like an apprenticeship program. He taught me how to do jewelry repair, and for 29 years, uh, 30 years this year, uh, I've, I've been in the jewelry business. Now I've taken a couple years. I, I was, I worked at a foundry for a few years, and I, I was an insurance agent for a couple years. But there's always jewelry in the background. It's like the mob. So <laughs> once you're in, you don't get out. So literally, as a teenager, you started. 18, 19 years old. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's one heck of a way to impress your girlfriend's dad. Well, yeah, I think he was doing it to keep his eye on me. You know, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm there, uh, we're not out running around. That's so, true. Um, but uh, he was very patient. Uh, he sent me to sort of like a trade uh, school, like a training school. And uh, uh, then when I got back, it probably took me three years before I was confident you know to where I didn't actually need him looking over my shoulder and and I liked him looking over my shoulder mm -hmm. because he kept me from ruining people's jewelry yeah. back in the day but uh anyway that's that's the short of it that's how Masterworks came uh, to be uh the the old uh, barbecue shop Southern Moon Pit Barbecue the building had gone into disrepair and it had been empty for a couple years and uh I had mentioned it in passing to Neil Hatcher and uh, he called me one night on my cell phone, and he just said, Keith, um, uh, the owner of this building approached me, and I wanted to give you, you had expressed interest, and I wanted to give you a shot at it. So that's kind of how we were able to get that building. Uh, it did actually go on the market, but we had already sort of started the process, mm -hmm. and we were able to jump in and, and get it. We were actually going to remodel the old building, uh, and uh, but we needed to replace the roof, and I don't mean like the rubber roof. I mean we needed to take the wood <laughs> off yeah. the roof, yeah. and we started doing that very carefully, and we ended up cracking two of the walls. Oh. And so in about five minutes, it went from a remodel to a, a demo and yeah. rebuild, and uh, hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> more. Welcome to business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, and and I'm so I'm not asking any questions yet, but since you said that. You know, I've been in the jewelry business for, at that time, I had been in the business for 27 years. And I, I know a lot about the jewelry business, mm -hmm. but I, I have learned more in the last two years about the jewelry business than I had learned in the, the wow. 28, 27 years before that. It's, it's really been a test, a trial well, by and fire. What, and why do you think the main reason that is? Um, it, it depends on me. I mean, there's this old kind of kooky phrase that if it's if it, if it is to be it's up to me right and so i don't have a big team it's it's my wife and my daughter and myself and uh so if if it's going to happen it's us mm -hmm. and we have a great location but i kind of thought that we were just going to unlock the doors and and put an open sign out and, and portsmouth was going to flood in mm -hmm. and portsmouth has done great for us but mm -hmm. i've really had to revamp um, marketing and prioritizing my time and and things like that. It's it's been a real challenge. So out of the last thirty years, since yes. how many years have you owned your own business? The last two. Two. Okay. Last two years. So yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it is totally on you. Yeah. So it's, as a as a long term employee in the jewelry game yes. versus now owning yeah. your own show, what's what's the main is it a difference in obviously it's a difference in responsibility, is it a difference in attitude? Is it like Yes. What now um, can you see? What what would you tell an employee now working for a small business owner? If so, the the first thing that came to my mind when you when you started that is if if you're going to open up a business, um, the number one thing in my opinion is uh, 
the thing that keeps me up right now is debt. Mm-hmm. I wanted to open up big. I mm-hmm. wanted people to see a nice full store of jewelry, and I went into debt, and uh, it's been a real struggle. Uh, it's been painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at, at, when we opened, I had a Harley, and, yeah. and that Harley turned into a, a case full of Citizen Watches. You yeah. know, so uh, to, to be able to uh, do it correctly, I would say try to start uh, as small as you can and as efficiently as you can, mm-hmm. and, and then let it grow without going into $250,000 worth of debt. And what does that debt make you feel like? Oh, drowning. I mean, I'm, I just feel like I'm a prisoner to my, my business. Um, so, uh, yeah, I didn't... How do, and how does that impact your decision as a, as a business owner? Do you feel as if you're making decisions to get out of debt? Yes. Or are you making decisions create creative, creatively yeah, it to is. grow your business? That's, so that has um, stifled my, uh, my imagination, and mm-hmm. it's really been a challenge. I, I, I got to work at about 7.30 yesterday morning and worked straight through until I left the house at 12 today. Mm-hmm. I worked. 24 plus hours I went home and showered and got decent so you guys didn't smell me today <laughs> um, just because I'm, I'm so far behind and, and I'm creating jewelry there and things like that um, I wanted to carve out the time to be here so uh, and like on if, 10 hours notice too by the way yeah that's yeah. fine that's fine <laughs> Uh, That's how we roll. <laughs> I just, um, I believe in what you're doing here. I think it's important. I love what you do for the Portsmouth area. Once again, this isn't flattery. It's, um, it gives people something to believe in. It's, you know, you guys are obviously part of the positive change that's happening, especially in the Bony Fiddle area. But um, well, you're, you're doing it right. Thank you. But more importantly, thank you for being honest. Yeah. 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 I mean, like uh, that's like, I think it might help someone else. Exactly. You know? And I think a lot of people get. They have a romantic vision of you become an entrepreneur and then you open the, uh, the doors open for the money to flood through. Right, right. And uh, that ain't it. That's, that's exactly <laughs> that's right. Not, you have to work your butt off. That's mm-hmm. not it. And maybe, you know, you might be one of the thousand, that the one, one in 1,000 that it just, the floodgates open and it works great, but you'd at least better be willing to, to work. 30 yeah. hours straight you know you better at least have the mindset i'm going to do whatever it takes at mm-hmm. the outset because yeah. uh, and and it's been um so it's been fun number one it's mm-hmm. been it's been great and there's no better feeling than get to walk in that door knowing that you know we're building something for the future um for those of you that don't know i'm charlie's grandpa mm-hmm. charlie grace so you know whenever i'm working i'm thinking about you know what we'll be able to do with her in the future because of the price we're paying now yeah. and uh uh, it's it's just um, it's been uh, harder than I expected it would be, uh, but at the same time it's been very rewarding. And uh, uh, we we actually in January um, of this year we were up 109 percent over January of last year. Oh. So it's you know Christmas we were up January we we doubled last year's January. So it's That's great. The, the the momentum you know it's like once you get the train started. It'll go if if you just put a little block of wood in front of a train when it's stopped, it won't start. Right? Yeah. But, but after you get it moving, it'll blow through a brick wall. So that's I feel like we're approaching that it's right good, now. Man. Good. So yeah, but at the same time, I feel like so I'm really 
I'm not a good business manager, and I can admit it. Um, my wife is a much better business person than I am, um, and, and she handles the bills and, until it gets so stressful that, that I've got to jump in. And, yeah. and she's like, okay, <laughs> you know, with all due respect, she, she handles everything. And mm-hmm. so when it gets so tight that, that she comes to me and, and then I try to make things happen and talk to people and stuff. But um, uh, the, I'm, I'm a craftsman and, and I'm not bragging. I try to be an artist. I, I create jewelry and it's what I do. Mm-hmm. Just because you're good at that doesn't mean, and you're the one that told me to read um, the Mm -hmm. E-Myth, talking about entrepreneurs. Just because you're good at doing something doesn't mean you're going to be good at owning a business Mm -hmm. at doing said thing. So um, it's kind of like I've started all over, and I've learned how to run a business now for two years. And and I'm finally getting loosened up now to where I can go back to making jewelry and creating things. And uh, so it's we're moving in the right direction. And, and my hair is a lot grayer than it than it used to be. But. So for the if you've never read the E Myth, obviously you you should read it. Um, and so basically, it revolves around the principle of uh, technician slash craftsman versus owner business person. So uh, I got into owning a CrossFit gym because I wanted to coach people. That's all I wanted to do. Um, very passionate about it. Very. I mean, that's the best part about doing that is witnessing and seeing the change in somebody that you are leading and doing that right there. Mm-hmm. However, there's only so many hours in a week that you could coach classes. Right. There's only so many hours in a week that you can bake cupcakes. There's only so many hours in a week you can repair jewelry. That's it. Uh, it's a numbers game, essentially. So at some point, you've got to have, you have to decide there's only one of me. I can only do so much, uh, and there's only so many hours in the day. And passion's only going to take you so far. Right. Because event, you know, six months, 12 months, 18 months, you're going to get burnt out. A, a farmer doesn't wake up in the spring and say, I've got the burn. Yeah. I'm ready. I want to go. And it's, it's, hey, this has to be done. It's, you know. It has to be done. It, and you can, and so you have to start figuring out the sooner the better yeah. is if I want to have a quality of life and have a good quality of business, I've got to figure out how to develop coaches or instructors right. or whatever the term in your field is yeah. underneath me. Yep. So they can grow and make the change. So you're only one guy. You can, act, even if it's really good, like, Right. If you're uh, charging whatever, $150 an hour, right. okay, and you're going to work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. To all my customers, Dale just tar- told me to charge you one. <laughs> Write that down. Um, you know, that's going to be a really good living, but, you, but you're going to be capped. Right. right. You're limited to, if you work 100 hours a week, right. you're that's gonna, your You're going to be capped by that. Um, and you have you got to understand that that's not... You can still do that, right? But you should be doing that on your own terms, not that's because exactly you're right. for, not because you're forced to do that. Yeah, that is hard, and, that's and it's goal. hard because no one's yeah. up to your standard. That's right? exactly right. And, and yeah. if no one, you shouldn't go into this thinking. There's probably better jewelry, yeah, folks out there. No, well, you should go into it thinking I am. I my yeah. my standards are so high I'm the best jewelry person in the game 
but you got to understand you got to start training people to do those repairs, to mm-hmm. do those creations, yeah. to do that stuff. That, that's exactly and right. They may, they're not going to be as good as you. But so on that note, we, we had this conversation for those of you that don't know. I've, I've asked Dale, you know, some advice before for some advice before. And, uh, I've actually approached a few people um, and, and a few companies, actually, to help take some of the load off of me. And, and he's exactly right. Some of the people I've tried out, just their, their quality wasn't up to what I needed to be. And, you know, you can usually tell if someone is teachable and if they'll, they're able to come around, okay? And, you know, so far, I'm two for three. Two of those people just were mm-hmm. not, you can tell they were not going to come around um, one of those people is has a lot of potential, and he's actually going to jeweler school uh, at the end of February wow. for three weeks, and he's he's in my shop now. Uh, awesome. So we'll you know we'll be having some help, and and he's a great guy. So that's going to free uh, you up so much to be able to yeah. see your business. You yeah, know? yeah, sort of. And from the not necessarily from the outside because you're on the inside, but yeah. As like an over the global view, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Instead of you know, right now it's it's I'm 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 working my business as hard as I can physically. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm at my limit right now. Yeah. Um, But that will allow me to dream again, and and, you know it'll it'll allow me to open things up a little bit. And the key the key term there is either you can't work in your business. Yeah. You have to work on your business. You have to. Yep. You have to manage it. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Um, which that's kind of a good segue. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, um, how do you prioritize your time? I know you're, you're just a gym owner and you come and listen to, to hard rock and, and that's uh, all you do is just walk in and the gym just runs itself. I'm sure. Um, pretty besides Doc Spartan and besides team SAR and besides third and court, you, you know, you have a pretty easy life. You just come in and you yeah. sit on the couch and drink coffee and beer, right? It is clutch. Okay. You should just so, you should get a real John deal. <laughs> so like seriously, I'm I'm for those of you that don't know my sarcasm. <laughs> I'm joking. And uh I think I have a little taste for what Dale uh, goes through, but how do you prioritize your time? And I'm being very serious when I ask that. So, and this is not the right answer, and I'm sure there's better ways to do it, but it's it's I have to focus my time and effort based upon the task before me okay of the most importance prioritize prioritize so all of 2017 was doc spartan right oh yeah for all good 20, reason all yeah. of 2017 was every bit of effort thought energy right was preparing to go on the show to do well on the show Right. Then, honestly, it was more work after to getting the deal. To support what was going to happen after, so, after the show. Uh, a simple timeline is March, we got invited or went through the process, found out, oh, you're going to go. Okay, well, you got three months, two really two months to get ready for it. And don't screw up in front of five million people, by the way. Um, so every waking hour was spent preparing for that. So got on the show. Uh, we're, we're fortunate enough to get a deal there. And then it was like, got really drunk that night, and then it was like, oh, okay, well, now you got to go to work. The orders were coming in. And Well, not even oh, that. Oh, that was, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That so was we, in California. We filmed in June. Yeah. And then we thought 
our show would air in November. It got all, pushed all the way to February, which was a blessing. But that everything was dealing with preparing to when the show aired. Right. Okay. So now we're all the way to February of last year. It aired. And then we had to focus on execution of right. the show. In the meantime, I'm not I'm not doing like 10% of my time if that was at the gym. But you you had you had <coughs> I, I'm going to use the word trained, but you you had mentored and brought up leaders in the gym. Right. You were surrounded by people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, they are great, but also you made it you, you they knew how you wanted the gym to run. They, you know. There so. was uh, as much as I could, I um, I was very had a meeting. I can't remember when the meeting was. I do. <laughs> it was August of 2016 because we all sat down and Dale had us all take a picture together. And it was when we found out that they were going to come and do the home package. Oh yeah. In September, and he pretty much looked at us all and said. Here's the plan. Run, the gym is run everything. <laughs> and my, I was very adamant in the fact that I don't want the gym to suffer at all. Yeah. Because of this. Yeah. Um, and did it? I, I'm just asking. No. I mean, it didn't seem like it. No. I it, actually it, came it, regularly during that time. Uh, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't suffer. And like the, it was. Uh, we had to keep it a secret from the members. Right. Um. And from us, pretty much. Right, even right. No you didn't say. We, yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, they knew they went on the show, but we, uh, they didn't know we didn't what know the, the outcome, outcome. Right. outcome of the show was. Um, although, I'm sure they could <laughs> feast well, when together. You're right. You know, up, when you're yeah. knocking walls down. And <laughs> um, yeah. But I was adamant in that fact that I, I didn't want the operations of yeah. the gym to suffer. That's the heart and soul of this yeah, whole thing. You know, with, with like Mo, Sadie, Hammer, right. that's an easy easy yeah, thing to do and sometimes list. like you just have like you have it's management by absenteeism like <laughs> i'm out you guys gotta pick this up and if it if it suffers at any we're all suffering yeah kind of thing i think that was actually really really at least for me um and i know for mo and for hammer and all the coaches a really awesome time and us to like come into our role because it's it's crazy even when you are a leader you're a coach and you're the head of the class you still rely on Dale even though you might not see right. him you know yeah. he's like the one that what would Dale be doing how right. would Dale do this like as much WWDD. as WWDD no. yeah I see it coming <laughs> <laughs> but it is true you know how would he handle this situation or you know this person says this well you always think back good you know all right, right. let's move on um but it was it was a really crazy time. You guys embraced the responsibility. Yeah. You really did. And the show aired, and it was awesome. And then, guess what? He had twins in April. Yeah, I haven't even got to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we delivered upon the post-show boom. And by the time that got done, it was like, oh, let's go have twins. <laughs> like, the wave was had finally like come down, and then it's like... No, no. There's a tsunami coming. Right. There's another one. So, ten months ago today, oh. um, Colt and Elizabeth were born, um, and so, like, now I don't even really care. Like, I mean, I can't. Like, 
You know what I mean? Priority, 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 priority but changes. now now I really have I really understand what's fundamentally important in life right. now. Right. Um and and so learning to be a father, um managing managing that. Um giving giving Tia some time. Yeah, yeah, and like she took three months off, I took eight days off, I think. But yeah. seven years ago I set, I started walking down this path. Had I not, I'd have to go to a place and spend eight to nine hours a day right. from eight a.m. to Ask five or six p.m. To take off. And yeah. I can't go see my kids. Yep. Yep. I can't Bring go home here. at yeah. noon right. to spell her so she can come here, get out of the house. Right. Um, and that's the kind of stuff you have to like. You don't know how that's going to impact. It's quality of life. That's exactly right. It's quality of life. Kind of, kind it's of not deal. always standard of living that matters because I can tell you my standard of living may have dropped some since we've opened up mm-hmm. the right. store. But our quality of life, I think, is better. Exactly. Unless I'm pulling a 24. Other than that, it's good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Just have plenty of coffee. So I, I prioritize my time yes. based upon the most important task. What's the most important task? What's going to – personal, professional, obviously personal, your kids being born. Right. Um, right. Trying to be a father to twins is the most important thing because I work less now. Right. It, kind of. I, um, you work differently. I work differently. You're home more. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm home more, which is good because the rare occasion they, like, both want to sleep at the same time. <laughs> I tell you what, I've got to work faster. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I ha- it forces me to work faster because work when I've, you got, have the I've got time. a twenty-minute block, and I can't. The phone goes down because that's just a constant distraction, yep. Yep. and I've got to. I got to hammer eater. this. Yeah. Um, I bought a uh, Sorenex was luckily plug to uh, to hook me up with a pretty sweet uh, home gym. Yeah, that really because like awesome. I can't preach that. That's got to be important right. if I don't make it important. Right. Um, so that's just another thing you have to pri- prioritize into yeah. your life. So all right, thirty minutes, hit, hit the it. rower, hit some squats in the in the in the garage. Go. Yep. Um, you got thirty minutes now. Let's figure out where these orders are. Let's do some blah blah blah. blah. Go. Um, so it forces me to work faster. I can say now, where we. We're now a year after the show aired. Right, yeah. Almost, exa- yeah. Yeah. Shit, it'll be the 10th, yeah. Yep, this weekend. A full 365 days later, I feel as if now, finally now, um, getting my feet back on the ground, and now I can focus on, try to focus on um, the three-headed beast equally. Okay. Right. Does that make any sense? Yep. One's not bigger yep. than Because Doc Spartan I, took complete. It started off with the gym. I mean, the gym was number one, and then when Doc Spartan hit, it was a number one. Mm-hmm. And then and you the launched. The babies are born. The babies are born, and then you launched third and court. And I know that was a priority right. because you were getting ideas and things like so that. So then, as far as like how you figure out the most important thing, um, two, three months ago, we're in the holiday season. Okay? Yes, we were. So. <laughs> so Product-based business, third and court, and Doc Spartan. Okay, yeah. so now... Marketing. Now my effort is on those businesses at that time because that's what's going to provide me the greatest amount of revenue. Right. 
you can't screw up quarter four and be in a product-based business because you just missed a lot of money. Yeah. Okay? It also just luckily happens that November, December in the gym business is notoriously a down yeah. um, yep. time. Right. So now my focus is on it's that. Kind of a good fit. Right. So now my focus is on that. Come January 1st. The gym. The gym hits it. Now the gym. Now it's all that rush is going right. on and no one's buying as much in January 1st as they were in December. 1st. Right. So now. Unless you're at Masterworks. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like figuring out what we got to do um, in the gym. And then it's just like, it's it's so, a struggle, man. So, like, so figuring out what you're going to do. So one of the questions that that I have for you is do you do you do you take time to dream I mean do you like do you legitimately sit and and like we we used to have a camper down on the riverfront during mm-hmm. during the season we keep our camper down there and I would drive by and I would see you down there doing pull-ups on the swing frame or just sitting there just sort of looking at the river and so I know and I've also listened to you talk about that do you do you still go down and sort of Yes. Take time for yourself. That that's now in my garage. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I wake up. I wake up at the same time, but now I just go down to the garage. Yeah. Um, wake up with squats, presses, or deadlifts, depending on the day. And that's your meditation. And then, and then I uh, clip on some some meditation stuff and yeah. then do it there. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll try to make it back down to the river. Right. Um, just because I like it down there. Yeah. But yes, so. It's not. I would like. I could go spend ninety minutes in the morning right. doing that. That's right. probably but now that's forty into, minutes, right. uh, depending on the day, depending on her schedule, depending on my schedule, the whole deal. But I, I guess, I guess, I mean, sort of like, do you do you specifically take time for what's next? Yes, you do. Yes, but re- more here recently. Um, because I was absent from the gym for 16 months, probably, really. Yeah. Now I'm getting back in, and I'm pulling out numbers. I'm pulling out how much we made in retail. Where's our membership numbers at? Now I'm really trying to drill down. Um, Work the business. Really trying Work, to drill down business. to mm-hmm. know, like, where we're at. Right. And where we've been for the last 12 months. Right. So now I can start planning to beat those numbers. Right. Um, because there's a difference. We have an amazing staff here, um, but they're focused on current operations. Right. Right? The, the people that are in front of them right now. They're yeah. here They're here at 5 a.m. to make sure the doors get up, right. the lights go on, the music gets on, and they coach the best hour, they coach the best class they can. Their next focus is on doing that again. Okay? So they're here to... For current operations, now it's my job to start forecasting in the future. Like, all right, what are we going to do for the open? How? And then, like, hey, Sadie Hammer, you're in charge of the open. Let's put some stuff on paper. Right. Let's try to make this the best five weeks we can for the members. Right. And, and it's then, always, folks, listen. It, whether you attend PSKC or not, it's worth it to come down here to to watch the the open because it's a party. It's a lot of fun. It is fun. So now. They've got that. Okay, so yeah. now my next focus is on where are we at in April and May. 
what are we doing for those months? Right. Um, and then and the gauntlets come yeah, in. So yeah. then, like, it's the same thing for Doc Spartan. So we have our list of events already mapped oh, out yeah. for the year. Right. We basically have going somewhere, involved in something once a month um, for that, and we have to plan switching focus. But now we have to plan holidays and sales around holidays. Uh, we have to figure out we're trying to work distribution deals. Yeah. Um, and so the more you can sit and look at a calendar, regardless of if it's one business or two or four, you, you've got to – that's what develops your priorities. Yeah. And those priorities are either from a how will this grow the experience or the revenue, essentially. Right. Um, and that's where I need to focus on, plan it, have the people in the right places – and then give them the tools they need right to make it happen just kind of give guidance and, and get they need to understand like they need to understand commander's intent yeah yeah so my intent for this is this this is what i this is these are my this is sounding a lot like jocko for some reason these are Isn't my that uh, weird how that qualities or my criteria for success okay go fight the war you make it happen. Because now you're fighting in this city. I've got another group fighting in this city. And I've got another group fighting over here. Right. My job's not to be in there fighting. With right. Them. Yeah. And I will say as, because he, he brought up Hammer and I working together for the Open. It is a lot of work, you know. Oh, and, yeah. and the members see one side of it and it's Friday and we make it fun for everybody. Right. But and, the organization and, and setting Hammer up and the teams. I, and, and it's exactly like what we talked about, not working in your business, working on your business. Right. Dale is watching Hammer and I, and we're watching all of these people. Right. So, like, the chain of command is coming down. He still knows what's happening in that in that war fight, right. you know, and with this event and the next event and the next event. And he still knows to contact hammer and i and ask for a report you know right so it's not like he's just delegating free reign. yeah right. like he's not yeah. it's not like he's just delegating commander's intent yeah jobs off and not knowing what's going on and and it it helps to keep us accountable so, too so you know that candy my our oldest daughter she's gonna hate me and she's gonna hate you guys when i go back <laughs> yeah. because she's she's the only subordinate i have so i'm gonna <laughs> dump all this on her yeah. sorry candy you got you yours kind of spreads out a little bit <laughs> no i'm just kidding um ha, have you had to um like you open all these businesses but the gym was number one do you feel like you had to sacrifice things to to make that happen to make to make the original dream happen the original when you started pskc and i'm oh, even it, uh, even up at yeah initially do you, what what have you had to sacrifice or what do you feel like you've had to sacrifice nothing you've you've been Cause here's the thing i love what i do right so that i don't give a fuck i don't Ooh, know, sorry there's a bleep <laughs> i don't give a shit about work life balance right because why do I need a break from something I love? Right. Do you ever get burnt out? Do you ever get jaded? So I'm going on vacation next week, two weeks, something like that. And then, like, it was, it's been three years since I've taken a vacation. And yeah. honestly, like, I wouldn't even take this one had it not been, like, 
Tickets have been bought. <laughs> You're going. There's I, I two other. I, 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 I wasn't anti against. Right. It, yeah. But, but just, just like, you weren't thinking that way. I'm like I don't like I don't. I don't need a vacation. Right. right. I, honestly, I do need a vacation, but. Uh, so now that's assuming whoever you're with or not with at that time is along for the ride with you. Right. Okay. Right. So, and there's times you got to like put it down, obviously, but in my, in my situation for a long period, like Tia worked until 11 PM full time when she was working. So it was like, and we, you know, we just recently had kids, and we're talking seven years of operating a business here. So it did, made no difference to me. Like on the days she was working, she wasn't getting home till eleven. Yeah. So I'm just gonna get after it. You know what right. I mean? Um, now the only thing I do, I feel somewhat, I do feel bad about is I have lost. Con- I've lost close contact relationships with my good friends, like high school yeah. and college um, but they completely understand right I mean that my two you could get back with them and yeah. you pick my, right back up we <clears throat> make a commitment one to two times a year as sad as that sounds to like get together oh, because there's so we many are, people that don't even do that yeah, right my, my two buddies Mac and Newt they have kids of their own. They have jobs of their own. They get Priorities, it. Priorities, yeah. And so we, you know, it, for... That's to take a couple of days. Right. Yeah. When the High State Bowl game goes down, we're all getting <laughs> together at one of the three houses. Right. And, and watching it. Um, but I really don't, like... I don't need balance. If you do something you really enjoy and you really love... Yeah. What do you need a break for? What are you sacrificing? I don't... Right. I understand it. I understand the philosophy of the question. I do, yeah. but like, um, I, I feel like uh, this. This is very personal, but uh, you know, my son is uh, 15, and uh, uh, he and I, it, Facebook memories comes up, and he and I are sleigh riding, and we're doing these things, and and since we've opened this store, we are the things that we've done together have been very limited, and. Mm. It, it, it bothers me. It keeps me, you know, it keeps me alert, and uh, I'm I'm aware of it, but it's it's also uh, been a challenge. So I've really made a point to try to take, you know, a couple Saturdays a month, and just he and I, you know, if, if it's just me driving him to swim in Cincinnati, and and then going to Chillicothe or whatever, uh, I've really tried to prioritize that. But uh, I, f- I feel like that that's been a little bit of a sacrifice, and and. Uh, so I guess if if I could and and you may not want me to, but if I could give folks a, a little bit of advice is, you know, when you do, but before you do make the decision to open up your own business, just you you just have to weigh it out at the beginning and say, what am I willing to sacrifice and where are my boundaries going to be? Am, am I just going to put my family behind the store mm-hmm. or the yeah. business that I'm going to open, or is it is there going to be? And thank uh, you for saying that because it's, it's super easy for a dude that's. Uh, all fired has up no kids and, and like yeah life supports them like yeah. I mean, didn't there's no hard decisions right. I had to make as far as that goes yeah. now ask me in five ten years yeah. from now yeah it's gonna be you know well you even mean, now I mean when you're posting pictures of your right. your kids and stuff that's uh uh that's showing that where your priorities are and and you know chilling chilling on a Sunday but I mean that's a hard like you you got to understand that too is like uh, 
Gary V always talks about you got to you got to be willing to eat shit for seven to ten years before you want to go live a life of eating caviar. Yeah. No, right. but like, man, if your kids are like grown, five married. to fifteen <laughs> during that time, like yeah. that's that's a tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough thing. Yeah. Candy, Carmen, uh, even Sarah, you know, I, they they know where we are, and, and they're kind of reaching out on their own things. But uh, Joel, uh, I still want to be tight with Joel, and, and uh, it's it's been a challenge. He is not interested in the jewelry business one I iota. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've had the conversation, and he, if we start, like, doing casting and things like that there at the store and forging, he'll probably be up for that. I kind of showed him some videos of what yeah. that looks like and stuff, so we, we might invest in some equipment i actually have a furnace in a cart right now yeah. that when when the time is right we'll buy that furnace and we'll but do that, some that might change you know oh he's, yeah he's a young guy yeah when and i was his age i was just riding bikes yeah you which, haven't even met your father-in-law yet right yeah that's <laughs> you know, right and it, this whole bike thing with tim by the way i know this is a little bit of a of a bunny trail but you know him having the bike gang and stuff all I got to say is, it's a good thing he was never in the East End <laughs> because we would have, I, uh, yeah. we would have stolen his bike, <laughs> and I would have actually tied him up and laid him behind a ramp, and I would have jumped over him on his bike. Tim, Tim, Tim can talk a lot of shit for running a bike gang in the North End. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, you come down to the East. You come end. down to the East End, yeah. son. That shit ain't. <laughs> my my dad made my brother go fight for someone's took my brother's bike away from him. And he, Kent was scrawny back then. And my dad wouldn't let him on the front porch. He, he said, you go get your bike back. And he made my brother go fight for his hey. bike. And he did. He, he got his bike back. That's so awesome. I was always afraid of my brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. It is. Tim and his bike gang. Oh, my Lord. That was, that was a funny uh, episode. <laughs> if anyone wants to go back and listen about the gas station. <laughs> oh, yes. I do kids doing in there yeah. um, but going back to what you said and we I'm sorry yeah talking about we've talked about this on previous episodes I think with your family and your business communication is key oh yeah you know and um, just even with third in court I mean we never went on a TV show or anything like that but right I had to and all I have is I mean not all I have but I don't have a kids i just have a husband and yeah and we're young yeah. and so it but it does take a toll on your family it does and when i used to, like i was telling you before we started the show sit there staring out my window looking for waiting for will to get home with dinner on the stove has now turned into can you make dinner because i'm down you're busy down here running the shop you know by the way the shirts are great thank you i have to say i mean thank i'm you. partial to one especially the product of Portsmouth. They're, they're all great the Bodhi Fiddle Renaissance. <laughs> I love it. We try to say I that as much it. in a day as we possibly can. Is that a new drinking game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, we, uh, but yeah, so I think that if you just communicate that and know this too shall pass. Yeah, so in my case, um, my wife used to drive the crappiest cars, and I'm not going to go into details, but just trust me, she used to drive the crappiest cars, never complained. I mean, these these were after we were married. It was yeah. up to me to sort of provide, you know, decent cars. And so um, she never complained. She had the kids out, and, and yeah. you know, and it would break down at the Taco Bell drive-thru or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, 
she just isn't a complainer. And so it's been important for me to say, you know, do you need me home? Is it okay mm-hmm. if I stay? Uh, and I've kind of, I mean, frankly, right before Christmas, I just sort of woke up to the reality. Uh, I don't want to spend more time away from my family. And the only time I can really do that effectively is when they're in bed asleep. Yeah. So I've just decided if I'll they're sleeping, ahead. I can go work and yeah. they're not missing me. You know, we have an alarm at the house. We've got a dog. So yeah. I feel okay with that. Joel's got a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, um, I've, I've just really tried to prioritize and make sure that I'm around when they're, yeah. well, when they're it, up it and alive. My, one thing I think you're not going to uh, appreciate till 10 years from now is I, I watched my father work his ass off right. in his own business right. that he owned. Um Dad made sure he came to every game I ever had, but he was working. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, we were fortunate that he had his home office, which employed 8 to 12 people at any given time, was wow. inside of our house. Right. Okay. And then my dad, for his hobby, when he wasn't working professionally, he was working around the house. Right. Like that was had, my dad. He worked. Yeah. Like yeah. He, there was no, no bowling down, league. There right, was no. Right. Let's go golfing. He worked. Yeah. Um, and I never won. But did you ever miss your dad? No. He, I mean, I never, I never missed my dad. But we also didn't have like, we weren't going fishing together every yeah. Saturday. Yeah. But I knew my dad was there. Um. And I never like felt bad about it or anything. Right. Not at all. It's it's but interesting. I'm glad you brought this the up. The less I learned lessons just by watching my dad. Right. That did those seeds those are seeds planted early on. Positive lessons. Yes. Just mm-hmm. work ethic. And then that came to fruition when I was twenty nine. Right. Um and I didn't want same thing as Joel, I didn't want to go take over my dad's business. Right. Because uh, I wanted to strike out on my own right. kind of thing, but when I went into the army, like my we had a whole new level of relationship because right. that's something he did. Yeah. Okay. Which I was 22 whenever I did that, and then when I became a business owner, that was a whole new level of relationship that we had. That you can't. Your son won't appreciate now. Right. But had I not watched and witnessed my father for right. all those years, and the main thing is, like, I'll never forget, I told him I was going to quit because he, he oh. thought I was living in the land of milk and honey as working as a federal employee, which I was. Yeah. Like, ultimate security, ultimate retirement, benefits, right. all the shit he didn't the have. stuff, right. That generation, that's gold. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. And I get that. All the stuff he didn't have and didn't have to struggle with. Yeah. Or, like, try, as a business owner. Because, you know, like. Go buy insurance. Right. Lying in the wild or lying in the cage. Like, yeah. kind of deal. And then I told him. I was gonna do this full time, and he was like, "Ooh, Probably I don't know." <laughs> are you thinking like thirty years from now? Like, yeah, like I, I believe in you. I trust you. Do whatever you want to do. I'll support you. But like, it's are tough. You, are you really like thinking this full head on? Right. 
and my dad used to work for a huge insurance company and before he struck out right. on his own. And I said, if you could have retirement now, but you had to go spend 30 to 40 years working for whoever, a insurance company, and you could go back and change it, would you? Oh, hell no. There's no way. <laughs> and I said, that's all it's, I needed to That's the to picture. Hear. Yeah, that that's is. All I needed to hear. That's so. absolutely right. Um, so, Joel, the, the, it's funny you said about, you know, you striking out on your own and stuff like that. Joel actually wants to own his own business. He's already, I mean, he's pegged it. He's, he's, well, I think he has from? a, right. Okay. I, I think he's got it in his mind. So the, the very first thing I said was be careful with your debt. That's mm. not a horrible thing, but too much debt can sink you. And yeah. so, you know, immediately at 15, he's already, That's good. he's thinking that. Um, so when you see Joel's mini marts popping up, <laughs> I, I don't know what it's going to be. We'll, yeah. we'll see what he does. But, uh, uh, so I'm going through my list of questions here. Uh, what and and I what I did was I looked through some of I, I thought back to some of the the challenging times I've gone through. So I I didn't want all these to seem negative, but I just wanted to you know it's those it's those uh, challenges that sort of grow you and, and uh, make you better. What are uh, some painful decisions you've had to make or a painful decision that you've had to make uh, since you've been out on your own? I know you made a risky decision with giving up, you know, when you left your job. I, I loved what you wrote on, the, on your resignation letter to, to go pursue the American dream, if, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Um, Oh shit! Have, uh, have you had any big painful? I'm putting you on pain, the spot. Man. Painful in the aspect of like the fact you knew that it was going to hurt a person or or just oh I, I'm any anything. Yeah, I'm calling you to the table. Um, Listen, like you tell me it. to I ask like questions. I, I'm, I just want everybody to. Relish I'm available in, to interview. In this moment, of <laughs> Dale is speechless. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I'm. America. I'm not. I'm not speechless. We'll probably like have to edit this my us and ums and trying to think about this out. But yeah, I mean, I think the most painful things you do in business will always revolve around people, right? Right, because that's where the emotion comes from. Like, do you, I switch? Uh, Internet providers <laughs> gives a shit. You know what I mean? You care about people, right? Um, and in a as tough as he is, folks, he really does. He's kind of a softy in a lot of ways. <laughs> and in a in a gym, in a gym business like ours, where you, it's in the relationship business, yeah, not the fitness business, right? Oh yeah. Um, any painful decisions have to deal with uh, staff members. Um, current or former because and we make it even worse here because we're all legitimately best friends right so So, when there's an issue at work so you have to address it so i'd say this is not going to answer your question but what i've had to learn is i don't want us to not ever be friends right okay so and i had i learned that early on based on um watching the unit and the guys work together that I was in, they didn't necessarily deal with rank structure. Okay. It Mm. wasn't sir, no sir. Everybody went by a first name basis and everybody was pretty much on equal footing in the team. Wow. Um, but you knew at the end of the day who the team leader was. Right. 
and who the decision was going to get made to. Um, but that's that, kind of uncommon, isn't it? Oh, it's very uncommon. Yeah, that's not how ninety nine percent of the military <laughs> works. Um, but what I've learned is at times, just because we're buddies, you have to set me straight. Right. When I'm not doing something correct. Right. And I've got to set you straight. And I'm going to pull you into the office. Right. What I've had to learn over seven years is don't let it build up. Exactly. Over, the, cor- the, over the course of three yes. minutes, three three days turns to three weeks, turns to three months. And then it's a huge... And then, like, you made the coffee week, and I'm fucking cussing you up and down the right. street. Right, right. Um, Second. <laughs> Second bleep. Uh, We're doing pretty good so far. Or, like, so when something happens that that you're missing the standards and the expectations on. Right. I'm going to let you know immediately. So that right there. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Folks, you got to read, you got to listen to what he just said. And I'm sorry to be such a coach right now, but there are standards and expectations that were already set. That way you can. That's assuming I did. This is seven years of a working process. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't. Th- no, I get and that. And it's still not that way because, like, yeah. I'll have to be like, "Hey, Sadie, that's not like that's not acceptable." Okay, and and she's going to be like, "You never told me what is or what was not right. acceptable." Right. So that's my fault. Right. But, but I would but, say ninety nine percent of the time, when you walk in, you know. commander's intent. You know. You know you messed up, or you you say, yeah. For example, you you do or say something, or come in late. You you already know, right? And that's because he has set a standard, right? And it's been communicated. So, so the the key you you've had to make hard decisions, um, and and I guess I'm trying to pull a takeaway out of this uh don't let it build up make make the decision pull it right out of the, pull the root right out and, and communicate clearly i mean just mm-hmm. just get it out in the open you said something that sticks out to me i i really you know you can't be friends and be in business or you got to separate friendship and, and business and stuff and i i just don't think that's, I call bullshit on that. I, do I don't think that's legit. And here's um, why. If I don't want to be in business with my friends, who the hell do I want to be in business with? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But it takes a clear you have to be understanding yep. before you sign the the <laughs> paper that right. says we're like we did that with what's expected court. of me. And it's it's not going to eliminate Sadie being upset with me for dumb shit I do. <laughs> Because, right. because, <laughs> but it does now, open up the avenue of communication to right. say, this, this is, is what, what we said. This is what you settled right. on, and this right. is what, yeah. Right. Because I want to be friends. You may, yeah. you may like, have got 60% of all the tasks and duties you thought of, yeah. but there's still 40% out there you didn't even know. We got to, yeah. So who's going to do this? We got to go after it. Yep. And in the meantime, we can play, that was your fault, that was my fault, but my whole thing is, I don't give a shit. Like, it's not getting done. Right. Um it's extreme ownership. Just yep. make it happen. And now, like, we have to navigate a different relationship because we are equal partners oh. in third and court. Okay. Right? You're not the boss? Mm-mm. Wow. Uh, oh. I am the captain That's now. the get back. 
And so, but it, I love it. it no, that's wor- good. It works great because going back to the Captain business and friends thing, right? If if we're if we're buddy buddies and we're working together, and and you are the boss in this one, I look at it as if I'm your friend, I'm not gonna fuck up. Right. You're caring about the family and the spouse, and so and it's a it's a two way. Yeah. It's a two way. I, th- I think the rela- I think it's deeper. I think the relationship's better. It motivates people. Uh, it makes it makes the boss stronger because um, it seems like people will work harder for you because they're you know they've got your back uh, when you're when you're friends. Uh, I know you guys. I mean, I say party. I know you guys get together and you do you do lunch together and stuff like that regularly. Um, I I think those things are some of the most important things you can possibly do. I mean. To me, that just keeps the glue. Uh, mm-hmm. That that is the glue that keeps everything together. And, and it doesn't hurt that Patty's appliance is up the street. It's a block. It's half a block away. It actually does hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what is today? Yeah, we got it's one Tuesday. more day. Another yeah. day. <laughs> one more day. <laughs> <laughs> When's that happening? Yeah. Uh, but it's I, difficult, man. It's it's painful. Yeah. It's, uh The most painful things I've had to deal with. It hasn't necessarily been decisions. It's just been with either members. It's either been with people on staff. Yeah. Um, that things didn't work out right. for whatever reason. Right. Probably my fault. Um, or it has to deal with members. And like you, to me, you lose a member, man. That's a fucking family member. It's a. It's a. Yeah. You know I mean, so now it gets awkward when we see each other at Kroger's. Right. Uh, and it and and that's where I so it, use that. I tell people, listen, here's your estimate. But before I tell you your estimate, I want you to wave at me right. at Kroger. Yeah. Right, right, right. I don't want you to be mad. But here's what it's going to cost to do this job. And um, I'm just being upfront with you. And it would be easier if it wasn't a relationship based business, right? To where like you're just another ten dollar a month membership at uh, right. XYZ we never want to talk to you yeah. down the street. <laughs> um, but it's not right. It's there's better ways to do it, um, but I can only coach and be the owner of a fitness gym if I'm going to be emotionally attached to you right. and invest what I have to make you better. It shows. Um, it shows. The flip side of that is, you know, I wish we had 100 percent retention rate, yeah. but we yeah. don't. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but that's the right attitude. If you don't believe that this is the best gym for people to be a part of, not just because of the gym, if you don't believe that this is the best place for people to be a part of, then why even be in business? If yeah. I if I didn't believe that Masterworks was the best place to have custom, you know, just go mm-hmm. through the list. If I didn't believe it was the best place, I, and and you know what? I'm, <laughs> so my wife will kill me. But I've sent people to the other jewelry store in town. Just if if I feel like I can't supply what they're asking, I, I have no problem sending them to Rick right. and Mark and we, say, and we, look, we, yeah. this you know this is probably better served there. Mark is a watchmaker; he's done this for years. Blah 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 blah. So we do the I same no thing too. Like if you if you come in off the street and like you just see that this is a gym and not necessarily no a, one, yeah. a CrossFit gym, so right. to speak. And and uh, you're into bodybuilding. We will we will refer you to like we like. There's other guys kicking a lot of ass in, oh, in the gym game. Yeah, um, yep. and it's just like every every bar is different from each other. 
Yeah. And it serves a different crowd. Right. That's exactly right. So. <laughs> that's exactly right. Good question, though. Good. It's stuff that's on my heart. Keep going. That's, Let's fucking make this a listen. two-part, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think... You're asking I, I think, you want to uh, be on the You want to be the third wheel on the I podcast think I'm now? Right. I, I can do it. You can be the I second wheel. We all get kicked back down, down the No, I don't, I don't want to be the second <laughs> wheel. Um, so how do you... And, and I'm, I'm kind of leading a little bit. I mean, I, I know a little bit of this. I've, I've been around for a while. For those of you that don't know me, I'm 78 years old. Um, <laughs> how do you choose... Minus. You have... So I'm... You're, you're going to think, I, I hope you understand that everything I say is from my heart and it's the truth, but you have some of the best leaders inside of the county in this building. And I, I know you know no, that. I'm not, not going to disagree. But um, people that quit a, a nine-to-five job or a regular job to come down here and coach and to work and be a part of this, that says a lot. Um, you, you have high-quality uh, talent, uh, present company included. And then, like, their spouses are involved. And, and, you know, Brandon jumped in and started working with Third and Court. And just, you know, mm-hmm. I, you've created this atmosphere. How do you identify your leaders? How do you, you know, what is it when you look at someone and say... Probably their hair. <laughs> just the fact that they... <laughs> no. some, people, some people you can't help but look at their hair <laughs> when determining their... Uh, so, I just thought I'd go ahead so, and slide in on myself. I, I hate before. to start mentioning names, but I mean, you know, um, Zach and and Cindy. You just go through the list, and I'm I'm partial to one, but I have to be because mm-hmm. he's married to my daughter. But and that's the only so, no. So it's the only reason I even <laughs> like the guy. But um, you know, what is it that sticks out? Is it, I'm sure it's more than one thing. For, and I've told this story before about Hammer, but this is the easiest explanation, yeah. is he would come early, he was excited to be there, but the most important thing is, other than just seeing his personality over the course of a time, okay, yeah. I could tell his work ethic by the fact that he was one of the guys who would stay behind and help put back stuff. Put plates up. Never asked. Pick garbage up. That's the kind of person he was. Right. So that's the easiest example I can I can pinpoint to. He, he took ownership even before he was in any kind of... He, he sort of uh, exuded leadership before he was ever put in a place of leadership. That's the easiest, easiest thing um, as far as work ethic goes. Personality can't be taught. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. you have... In my opinion, you got to have both. You have to have personality, yeah. and you have to have work ethic. Right? Can't if you have great work ethic, but you have zero personality, you're not going to fit in here. No one's going to buy in. Right? You, you have no buy. Um, you, you have to be able to, because you have to be the kind. Speaking for a CrossFit coach, you got to be the kind of person other people want to be around. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, which guess what that trait works well in any other business situation it does sales yeah um and like i don't i don't want to build this place and all these entities in it if like i don't spend the far majority of my day laughing right yeah right yeah what else is the point if i if you got to spend eight hours a day working like and I've been in that cold, sterile, 
environment yeah. where it just drains the life S- out of you. Sick. Like, <clears throat> I, I want to spend my time at quote-unquote work in a very creative, challenging... Positive gets thrown around too much, but this is one of the most positive places inside of the county. Idea generating. Yeah. I, um, I want people... Freedom to grow. Freedom to grow. I want people to think. I want people to act. I want people to do. Yeah. Um, and after you... you, I got a... I saw that in the military a little bit, but everybody's different. Um, and you see it, you can see it here by watching people work out. Um, some case, we've made rare exceptions to where we've rolled the dice, like Carly. Um, Carly started off as an intern. And it, we had her. I wasn't comfortable with hiring her, hiring not just her, but hiring anyone off the street who didn't work out here. Right, right. So we said for thir- right. Yeah. So we said for thirty days, you're on probation, and you have to work out because she can't work here and not work out. Right. Okay. I, I and, see that. But then it gives me an ability to evaluate her by watching her work her, out. Yeah. Is she cheating reps and things like that? Yeah. Yep. Or yeah, I mean that's like encouraging other people right. and making friends. Yeah. In is the she gym. picking up her plates? Yeah, she yeah. Um, we're watching you. <laughs> Things have changed dramatically for the worse. She knew what she was doing for those thirty days. <laughs> yeah. Downhill after she used got to, locked in. Used to be Carly's sweetheart. She uh, she'll be making an appearance every now and again on the podcast awesome. with her um, sweet beats. But we've been fortunate, like, we had to hire a new person for for Doc Spartan. Right. And luckily, it was Aubrey, um, who happens to be Connor. Connor's wife. From Third and Court, and she's right. a member at the gym. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was looking pretty bleak there for a minute. It's all um, Charlie's fault. <laughs> uh, because no one was available from within inside the gym. So then I was actually like, I was concerned, like, oh shit, like I'm gonna have to, yeah, figure this out for the Hire first somebody time off ever. the street, right? Um, hey, that's scary, man. It is, super and I want to tell you, I'm not trying to do the one up thing, but like that is incredibly important. I mean, this is something that now has international recognition. Uh, but if you try to hire someone off the street to work in your jewelry store, your family jewelry store, it's just so... Oh, I can't I'd be paranoid. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, so right now we're not, <laughs> we're not doing that. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. So, so leaders, you're just looking at work ethic. You're looking at, at you know... Work ethic, are they personality. willing to commit personality? And, like, you know, it's a... You gotta, you gotta be willing. You have to be able to trust them. Yeah. So, I mean, yep. like obviously, if they got good work ethic and they got a good personality, trust comes in there. But yeah, um, somebody who lies about their time, somebody who cheats their reps. Yeah. I mean that done. That goes. That's you don't have any integrity. Yeah. So for the record, if I ever cheated my reps, it was just because there was no oxygen in my brain. Well, you're and 78. I lost, and I lost <laughs> count. I'm 78 years you are, old. You are 78. Competing in the senior games. <laughs> Fitches moving up to the senior. The masters. The masters. 
the silverbacks. <laughs> uh, man, I, uh, y- you know how I feel about this place, and uh, and you, uh, you've you've done phenomenal things. Um, just seeing Portsmouth go through some uh, challenging times, and seeing people like you, and uh, Boldman and Wolf, you mm-hmm. know Tim, uh, you guys are investing and, and working so hard at, at uh, turning this place around. Uh, uh, I'm proud of you. I really am. I, I tell you that almost every time I see you, but I, I really am. Um, these young uh, whippersnappers like Sadie uh, that are new to the area, uh, they're investing, they're, they're committing to come to this area and work and stuff, and it's, it's exciting. Connor, you know, uh, with uh, what? It's, it's Connor and um, Nelson. They're mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. marketing, and then. Times are changing. And then Nick and Matt mm-hmm. and Derek, those guys yep. are doing marketing. So it's, it's exciting to see younger people really, really take ownership. It really uh, for is. our area, and I like used to think of myself as young. When you I, are, when you I, are young. When I started, oh, I was buddy. young. Yeah, I was sub thirty when I started. <laughs> You're still young to me, pal. When I started, I was sub thirty. Now I'm like I everywhere. I'm the old dude. We I'm, love grandpa's I'm, I'm dad. <laughs> I'm dad. I love it. Daddy um, Dale. Daddy, yeah. Boom, I'm old dad. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Um, Portsmouth used to have. Either eight or nine jewelry stores at one time. I've I've done a little research when I wasn't staying all night working on jewelry, um, and like there was Zoofels and there was Cars and there was Roberts, which is where I got my start, and there was K's, and K's actually had a connection to the K's chain back back in the day. It was part of some bigger operation. But so you look back, I mean, what kind of town could hold up nine? legit family-owned jewelry stores mm-hmm. plus we had you know what Woolworth and we had uh, or no Montgomery Ward and we had Martins and stuff mm-hmm. so it's not one of those to look back in the past and say oh I wish it was like it used to be it, you know there I see a future I, I think you know even though times are changing mm-hmm. um, uh, I think we can do manufacturing here I, I think that we really need to focus on uh, you know whether it's weight plates or whatever the next thing that's right. coming. Mm-hmm. As long as we're light on our feet, I I really see crazy potential with the uh, with Votech. With yeah. um, mm-hmm. I know that's not the right name, Stan. If you're listening, but uh, <laughs> Sciotech, Sciotech um, County Career Technical Center. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but uh, I, I'm just excited. I really am. I so I I go to Jewelry University. I, I sit there and listen to books and I listen to podcasts, obviously. And um, Malcolm Gladwell is, is probably my favorite artist. And he has a book called Outliers. And um, Carly, I mean, uh, uh, Carly's being forced to read that right yeah, now. Yeah, so Carly, you really need to listen to it. So right now you're in, you're in a time that is primed for something. You know, Steve Jobs was, was born at a time that was primed for something. And, and uh, Bill Gates and, and these different, Sam Walton, it was primed to make one big department store instead of a bunch of little mom-and-pop stores. So, um, and right now, in my opinion, I see custom jewelry design. Here, here's my outlier story. So I'm listening to this book, and my pastor, Daryl, uh, he's told me to listen to this book. He said, you need to listen to Mal- Malcolm Gladwell, and then he told me I needed to listen to somebody else to uh, meet somebody else. So anyway, he says... Um, so, so I'm listening to Malcolm, and it's like 2 in the morning. 
and Malcolm is talking about these people, you know, yeah, they're great. They, they, I mean, they did wonderful things, but maybe it was just as much a fact that Bill Gates was given a computer when he was in high school, and he could dial into the town, that, you know, in Seattle. So maybe, Keith, that jewelry stores being loaded full of jewelry and being a theft risk and mm-hmm. a robbery risk and all this stuff, maybe they're changing, and maybe it's time for you, either either one of us, to sit at home and send me a picture of a ring that you would like to have made and let me design it at the store. You don't even have to leave your house. You can stay in your tiny house mm-hmm. when it's snowing. <laughs> yeah. you know. And, hey, I'm communicating with the guy at the jewelry store. Mm-hmm. And so let us design a ring for you at no charge yeah. in, a 3D, in a 3D model in a CAD and send it back to you. And let us do it all for free to start with. And then... If you're interested, then we can meet. Then either, you know, if you want to meet at a coffee shop, yeah. if you want to come to the store, you know, have a cup of coffee, we'll sit on, we'll sit on a chair and talk about it and stuff. So I, I credit Malcolm Gladwell and Daryl and just the time that we're in. Mm-hmm. This is a transition time for the jewelry industry. And mm-hmm. 10 years from now, jewelry is going to look, you know, retail jewelers are going to look a lot different than what they they look like now mm-hmm. it's going to be more of a studio it's going to be more of a custom thing you're not going to walk into a place with 10,000 rings to look at carly, so here we got carly in the room now provide to the millions of listeners the central thesis behind the book outliers as you've read the many chapters go the central thesis from chapters one and two <laughs> on page like 100 of 500 but it talks about how all of these people are great, but it's not necessarily because they were born with these awesome attributes. Is that each of them put in at least 10,000 hours of practice to get to become an expert? So that's like what the so far that's what it's about, in like the experiments behind. Can you give all, an example of one of those people that put in 10,000 hours? Um, yeah, Bill Gates. Yeah, on the computer. Is he the Silicon Valley one? He's one of them. He's yeah. one. So he was. Shit, I can't remember exactly. One of them edit this out. One of them <laughs> was like they're in a group, and one of their parents was able to like get the computer. Do you know what that I'm talking about? That was Bill about? Gates. That's Bill mm-hmm. Gates. Yeah. They gave him a computer, which back then you didn't get a computer. You just it was seventy-seven, I think. And he was able to dial into Seattle's mainframe. I mean, they they gave him permission to dial in oh i had actually i know the other one bill joy so he went to michigan and um there and their university was one of the first ones to have all of the computers like the huge lab and so he and his friends would go in and practice but you were like you had limited time and so, but they like found out a way to like get past the system so they could spend all night. Broke all the day. rules to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. To, so they could Yao Yao Ming, the, the violinist. Violinist, concert violinist. Uh, 10,000 hours before. Even Mozart, they were talking about, you know, how great Mo- Mozart was when he was young, but yeah, all the experts say that his younger stuff is horrible. It's just the fact that he was doing it. He was mm-hmm. writing and writing and writing. Yeah, and then it, it became. Incredible. So, yeah, that's great. I'm glad you brought up the 10,000 hours. Actually, things. you brought the 10,000 hours. Well, the book. I brought up the book. You Actually, brought up the I book. brought up the 10,000 oh! <laughs> And that's why you're Carly. Carly on staff. <laughs> Knock the mic over. <laughs> Keep them in check, Carl. That's right. That's awesome. So, yeah, it, it's. Um, 
wherever you are. Well, you, know, and, and to you get can make to that, a difference. To get to the idea that you had, you have, like we said early on, you have to be able to step out of your business. Yeah. To absorb, evaluate, right. What the next thing is. That's right. And because what what you're doing today is not is not going to be what you're doing next year. If you're so myopic and you're just looking at the next thing that's right in front of you, you will never see what's coming down the path. And uh, I think CrossFit is a great example of that. You know, it really is. Um, it has changed the fitness world. It's changed the fortunes of Reebok. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. let's just look at it realistically. Um, so, yeah, if if you have to be able to step back and take a global view of, of what's coming down the pike. Um, so if you haven't read Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell, I will take a little kickback from uh, <laughs> mentioning your book on this ever-so-famous podcast. Fastest growing podcast in Southern Ohio. I love it. Well... Fitch. Thanks for giving me three hours. Buddy. Thank you for giving us your time. Happy to do it. And being here and being an entrepreneur in Portsmouth, Ohio. You are definitely one of the ones who are making Portsmouth strong. And um, If I need to buy a piece of jewelry (laughs) or have something, I don't know, customized? Yes. We do that. How do we do that? Where do I go? I know a guy. Uh, We are on the corner of 11th and Offner. Um, it's where uh, Southern Moon Pit Barbecue used to be. It's where Big Top Malt Shop used to be. Both places I miss terribly. It's um, also across the street from Adam and Eve's. They are close. Oh, they're... thank you very much. Uh, little, yeah. So <laughs> when we were building the place, I got tired of people. I've come across as a nice guy, but man, I am wicked at heart. And <laughs> I got tired of people asking me what we were building. And so I had a big six-foot by six-foot banner made that said Coming future home you, yeah. of Masterworks Jewelry. Mm-hmm. And people still stopped. And I started telling them it was a gentleman's club. Oh, I started telling them it was a lingerie store. I just <laughs> I had fun about the last two months. I, I just, who cares? But, uh, yeah, that's where we are. Um, sorry I had to tear the building down, but it, it, we, we broke it when we were working on it. I was you know what? Like, since Adam and Eve's is closed down... This might be a... For Valentine's Day, we're going to go shop now. We'll give away... you got to go get some jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just go get the ed- edible <laughs> undergarments. <laughs> the edibles. Come in and get some chocolate and roses. Come yeah. in for the edible underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Stay for the diamond rings. Maybe we need to open up <laughs> a new corner. That's your tagline, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, wow. for letting me be here. Thank so you, what? Do you have website, Facebook? We, we're on Facebook. A website's being redone again. Uh, I, I really need to get a handle on that. Uh, Andrew Nelson mm-hmm. and Connor, so it's going to mm-hmm. kick butt, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, Facebook, if you just go, you know, look us up on Facebook, Masterworks Jewelry Studio. Um, uh, you can call us. It's 353-GOLD uh, here in Portsmouth. So, or golf, depending yeah. on the season. Uh, but, so yeah. If you're, if you're looking just, for uh, some great Valentine's Day gifts, yeah, we, come we, see the man Fitch. Come in. Ask for Fitch. Ask for Fitch. At Masterworks. And we, will, we will know where... That reference came from. <laughs> People hook you up. But, yep. Cool, That's brother. It. Thank you very much, man. My pleasure. Yeah, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Make a little money. Make a little love. Get a little help from the love of Make a little money. Make a little love. Get a little help from the love of Make a little money. Make a little love.
light to shine on me. What I got, I didn't get for free. I broke my back and skinned my knees. Working hard just to stay alive. I don't need much, just enough to survive. Make a dollar. Trying to make a dollar.